Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is Jebediah Burnett, a record-setting and top-selling domain industry professional, now the business development manager at Above.com, a complete domain service management platform. Today, Jebediah and I catch up on all the latest twists and turns in his professional domain journey since his record-breaking sales of Home.Loans, Homes.ForSale, and Houses.ForSale. Jebediah then shares in great detail how Above.com harnesses the power of technology and data-driven decision-making to empower domain investors to transform the way they manage and control their domain portfolios, most importantly, realizing profitability in short order. Jebediah and I also discussed the past, the present, and what we believe the future holds for .com and non.com domains and domain extensions as new generations are introduced to the internet. And last but not least, tune in all the way to the end to hear about how you can meet Jebediah and various domain professionals coming to a city near you. And so with that, Jebediah, welcome back to the show once more, and thank you for making time to join us today, my man. Thanks for having me, Album. It's good to be back. Yeah, man. So almost, what, four years since you've been on the show for the first time? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. So I would say we're pretty close to four years. I think just shy of it. <laughs> it has been a long time. Well, man, what has been going on since we uh, last touched base? Oh, well, you know, just living in a pandemic world, right? <laughs> right. So, no, um, no, I'm actually, uh, I am the business development manager and senior broker at above.com now. Um, so I get the opportunity to work with portfolio holders and individual domain holders uh, with either domain sales or monetizing their portfolios. Nice. Now, I guess back then when we did this, um, I want to say that you were working for right side if I uh, if I remember correctly, which I think was back sometime in 2017, 2018, somewhere in that that era of life. Yeah, yeah, it was with Right Side that um, obviously uh, was purchased by Donuts, and then Donuts and I were together till about a year ago, and we decided to kind of go different directions. Uh, they merged or, or had the purchase with Affilius as well. And so I started my own brokerage for a little while, acquirevalue.com. And then I had the opportunity to meet and have some great conversations with the founder of, of above.com, David Warmos. And it just was a perfect fit. So it was a great opportunity to sort of broaden my horizons with domain owners and, and kind of help them further. Um, one of my biggest things has always been about creating opportunities for domain holders, whether it be through sales or or acquisitions. And this was just sort of a next step with that, with monetization as well. Right. Now, what's interesting, so to kind of catch listeners up here, for those of you that are just kind of tuning in and you're kind of like, man, this is this seems kind of odd or strange from my normal uh, questioning and whereabout in terms of getting a show started. So to catch those of you up since the last four years. so. Jebediah is actually the broker or the domain broker that behind home, I think it was home.loans and then homes.forsale and then I think houses.forsale. Yeah. So over the years when I was with the right side registry and the donuts registry, I set the benchmark and started the records with a lot of the new TLDs in the space. Um, at the time, home.loans set the record at a purchase price of 500000 
um, which has since been beat by a couple thousand, but it, it pretty much set the benchmark for that. And then I did have some fantastic purchases during that time as well. Um, like you mentioned, Homestop for Sale, and then quite a few other domains, a lot of .live domains, a lot of .attorney, .lawyer, just some fantastic keyword relevant new TLD domain sales. I can hear it just as we're going back and forth that some of the listeners are like, oh, okay, so this guy um, has the Midas touch when it comes to the new uh, GTLDs or the new TLDs. And so now you really, but but I want to really kind of set the, the record straight. It's that you really deal with premium and ultra premium um, new top level domains and not necessarily just any top level domain. Correct. Yeah. I, um, I believe in, in very high level. I mean, everybody believes in them, but I specialize in very high level, high dollar amount, new TLDs, as far as a brokerage goes, um, or just domains in, in general. Um, I, while most of my public success has been with the new TLDs, I've sold quite a few high six figure million dollar dot coms and legacy TLDs. So I'm, I like to call myself domain agnostic. If it's a perfect fit for the buyer and seller, then, then so be it. And then you, you know, I'm happy to provide brokerage services that way, you know, either through the above.com marketplace platform that we have now or, or in the past with the other registries or brokerages that I worked with. Then to help the person who's coming into our story, who says, okay, they know what GoDaddy is or does. How are GoDaddy and Above.com, how are they somewhat the same, yet ultimately somewhat just totally different, you know, totally. Mars and Venus? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we Above.com, we're a fantastic registrar. Um, we're a, we are a brokerage house. We have a couple brokers on, on board. Um, we're definitely more of a boutique style brokerage, if you're going to add that to our, to our resume there. But what Above.com does first and foremost is portfolio and domain management for our clients. So that covers everything from monetization on the domain names, where we basically work with them to find the best payouts for their traffic, whether that be through additional parking companies or adding rotational parking companies to exclusive access to our um, industry-leading direct advertiser network through direct search networks. So. That is sort of where above goes. Obviously, GoDaddy is a behemoth in the industry. They're a registrar as well. But we are a little bit more focused on the individual of the portfolio and the, the monetization and managing of that portfolio as an individual level. Gotcha. Where really, you know, GoDaddy. So, so above doesn't necessarily focus on sell, the selling of domains in and of itself as a registrar. Um, but more so, like you said, it, it, it's more so, hey, you're servicing people who have domain portfolios. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're definitely not, you know, we're not opposed to entry level, you know, quote unquote, entry level domainers or, or one off purchases through our registrar or anything like that. But our expertise comes from portfolio management and monetization. So usually that's going to be more, you know, people with portfolios of domain names whether it be 50 domain names to you know, 500,000 domain names, we treat each, each and every client the same with their management and our skills, but we're usually working with people with portfolios already. Gotcha. Now, and that was going to be the next question of, 
you know, typically, in your opinion, what size portfolios have you seen do well? Obviously, now I have to caveat that to say it's all about the quality of the domain portfolio itself, the names in particular. But at a general rule of thumb, kind of where have you seen uh, most domain investors typically have uh, somewhat a consistent level of success? Well, and that's that's definitely a, a loaded question because right. I think you would expect people to say, you know, oh, hey, portfolios of a thousand domains do best. Send me your thousand domains, mm-hmm. and that's not always the case. I mean, it, it your success is based on what you want to generate out of your portfolio, right? So we um, we have a product, or excuse me, a, a kind of a tagline right now with it's called Killer Cash Flow. And basically what we're helping clients do is create a killer cash flow based on their portfolio. Now that could mean like they want to generate $50 to cover their registrations and their renewals for those domain names during the year. Or it could mean they have a massive portfolio and need to generate revenue that, you know, buys their mansion in Fort Lauderdale. So it all just sort of depends on what they're looking to do and what success looks like for them. Um, And our goal is no matter what size that portfolio is, that we maximize every aspect of it. So whether it be, you know, through monetization, again, like through parking or direct ad networks or through sales, like through the marketplace. So I really would be troubled in putting like a a certain amount of domain names for like a good quality portfolio or anything like that, because it could be anywhere from, you know, five domain names to 500,000. It just depends on the quality of the domain names and what you really want to do with them. Right. And and so now what's funny is I actually asked that question on purpose, just like that, just to see what the answer (laughs) was going to be, because you run across many different monetization uh, strategies. Um, And some people will say, well, hey, you know, we know with, you know, within a certain degree, we can bring you X amount based on these sort of types of domains. And, you know, I asked that question really to get to the point of like every case is a case by case situation and where you could have a thousand domains that you think should perform well um, versus somebody with 10 and the person with 10 will outperform the thousand um, or vice versa for so many different varying reasons and factors uh, that are just too hard to really put a finger fingerprint on. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, an an adage that I think I've always had, even with like domain investing from a brokerage size or from a sales side was always quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in obviously in monetizing the domain names, it's just as important quality over quantity. You could have a million domain names with zero traffic, so you're not going to make anything. You could have five domain names with millions of clicks and you're going to blow those million domain name portfolios out of the water. So um, it, it definitely, you know, to me, boils down to quality over quantity. Right. Now, and and I'm going to put another little caveat here on this next question. So (laughs) be ready. But when we think about monetization from where it was some, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So now we're talking, hey, rewind the clock all the way back to, you know, maybe early 2000s and, and likely before when things were likely, as compared to today, going gangbusters from a monetization standpoint. So you always hear the case of today, monetization is dead. We know it's down, but is that really realistic to say that monetization is completely dead? Um, And if so, why or why not? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would not say it's dead. I think it's more refined. I think that there are significant, I mean, 
bottom line, there's significant opportunities for people to make money parking or monetizing their portfolio, period. People shop online. There are advertisers online that pay for that traffic, that pay for those clicks, that need to advertise to people that are coming to your domain name. So to say that is dead is, is a complete just kind of overstatement, but I definitely would say it's more refined. You have places like Google, you have the you know different opportunities to where they've just changed the way they do things. And when you have experts like above.com that are helping you navigate that platform, that's where the opportunity is going to come from. So, I mean, certainly not dead. That's, that's such a, an overstatement. And, it's, and to me, it's always been sort of like the default of, you know, if you're not good at something, you say it's bad. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think people who didn't necessarily modify their strategies or change the strategies, because yeah, 15, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was a lot different. And you, ha- you could literally just throw a website up and just collect ad revenue. Well, it's not that simple anymore. There are definitely a few more um, caveats that are involved in a different, a slightly different way to do it. But there's certainly opportunity and money to be made in monetizing your domains. Yeah. And, and that was going to be the question of, well, you know, why can't I just go out and you know, hey, set up my own landing page, collect that traffic, and then go out to somebody and say, listen, I'll redirect this domain to you for X amount of dollars per month. Like, why why would I choose above.com over a strategy like that? Um, the same reason you'd choose like a broker or a real estate agent. There are people who are experts in doing what we do. And so you ask them to do it so you can maximize your opportunity with it. If you're just stepping into, you know, parking domain names or creating, you know, CPC campaigns for yourself, you know, the, the amount of time that's built into that, the networks that you have to create, the, you know, just the, the legwork that has to be put in is tremendous. And with over 25 years of doing it already, we're expecting that legwork. We're experts at that legwork. And we monetize and maximize that opportunity for you already. And so bottom line, it's just easier to let someone like above.com do it for you. And what type of metrics and analytics come along with, you know, doing, doing, uh, you know, monetization with above.com? Data, man, there is so much data you, you can swim in it. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, the above platform is fantastic. Dave, over the last 25 years, you know, being a domainer, like one thing that we like to say about above is we're by domainers for domainers. So, I mean, Dave and his brother Ren from day one were domainers in the industry. They understand what it's like to be a domain holder and a, a portfolio owner. So the amount of data that's available within your above.com account is, is a little ludicrous sometimes, to be honest. There's more <laughs> data than you can shake a stick at. So if there's an analytic or specific data point that you're looking for, it's nearly 100% positive that it's available to you within your account. And if it's not, because we are a back-end engineering platform, we're able to figure out how to get it to you as well. That is awesome. And so going back a little bit to your broker days versus to where you're at now, obviously you're doing business development manager. So you you somewhat have the same hat on, albeit I guess that you're not doing, you know, you're not really, I guess, specialized or focused in on so much brokering these days as much as it is, like you just said, more uh, well-rounded business development. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm still, I still have a passion for selling domains. That's still, you know, my, for lack of a better term, my bread and butter. But like I mentioned before, my idea and my, my 
quote unquote brand for myself has always been creating opportunities for domain holders or domain buyers Mm. and adding the monetization or the account management level into what I can already do brokering your domains just adds another level of opportunity for that domain owner. So, you know, while a domain name is up for sale, you can monetize that domain and make revenue while we're in the process of selling that domain. So instead of just saying, Hey, I'm just a broker, I'm just going to sell your domain. It's now creating bigger horizons for that domain. Hey, if you can generate so much money on this domain name as an annual or a monthly basis, that increases the value of the domain name in the long term as well. So as a broker, that's another easier way for me to sell the domain to a potential buyer also. Hey, this domain name generates a certain amount of revenue. You take that by a multiple, plus you have the value of whatever the brandable or the you know, the, the dynamics of what that particular domain name are and add it to the value as well. So it's just creating, again, just creating bigger and better opportunities for that domain name. Gotcha. Now, going back to monetization, one thing did stick out to me there uh, that I didn't get to ask, which I'm coming back around to. So obviously you, you all are focused on helping, um, you know, portfolio owners be able to monetize, to be able to profit from their portfolio. But now how does how, how does a domain, I guess, owner or, or investor pay for such a service like this to be able to monetize with above? Most of the programs are based on rev shares. Gotcha. So a percentage of likely. Um, yeah. So I mean, just like if you were parking your domain name just by yourself, let's say you you just bought one domain name and parked one domain name, that parking company is going to pay you a revenue based on whatever the ad is paying, and they're they're going to split that profit with you. So right. the on a larger scale, we do that as well. Got it. Well, then swinging back to um, the the whole new T new GTLDs or, or new TLDs, um, which it's so funny to call them that, you know, a decade into this the, now. The teenage TLDs. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, right guys, <laughs> they're adolescents now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like help help the, the folks that are tuning in, maybe for the first time, or maybe even for those who have been along the journey, really help kind of paint the landscape for where we're at with new uh, GTLDs. You know, they're Many have been said, hey, these things are going to die and go away in three years. Some have said they're the worst thing that could have ever happened. While meanwhile, we've seen success stories of people developing them, selling them, building them. So kind of where are we at as uh, we enter into the teenage years? Yeah, well, I think I would probably say more adolescent than teenage for sure. But I think (laughs) that... um, you know, it, it, growth is what I see, you know, from being able to step away from a new TLD registry and look at it from the outside again, even with, you know, for lack of a better term, non-rose colored glasses and say, okay, what does the domain landscape look like in general? And I think that you are seeing companies, you're seeing mom and pop organizations, you're seeing just end users in general start to both realize that there are these options available to them and starting to utilize these options that are available to them. Um, I think that in the next couple of years, you're going to start to see um, high quality top level domains, new top level domains break that seven figure barrier uh, Mm. rapidly um, because the keywords or the brandability that cross the dot 
um, are available to them. They can buy that domain name. As we've seen over the last couple of years of skyrocketing pricing in you know, one word and two word dot coms, well, that comes into play even more with new TLDs now because now options are available to them. If I want to start a business on, you know, regarding home loans, home.loans is a perfect example for that. Or if I want to start a business that's, you know, broadcasting or betting or whatever it is, there are opportunities across the board for me to capitalize on a keyword of what my brand actually is. And a lot of times they're less expensive than those, you know, those dot coms or those legacy TLDs that are out there. So entities knowing that they're going to be solely online or, you know, that they're going to be working through apps or something like that. We've started to see a shift to understanding that I don't, while the dot com is probably always going to be that benchmark, like, hey, if I can get to that dot com, that would be great. But before they're able to raise 30, 40, 50 million dollars for that one word.com, they got to build their business on something. And this the new TLDs seem to be a way that they're doing that right now. Hmm. That's interesting. And how has uh, COVID I- impacted or has it impacted uh, <laughs> using these new extensions? Well, I think, again, this is, you know, I think when you have so many people flooding online, like COVID needed people to do, businesses all of a sudden had to be online. You didn't have a choice. You had, um, you know, with the employment market, people are like, I want to start my own business. I want to do my own thing now. They go, they turn online. Everybody goes online. And when they start doing a search for what they want to be online, who they want to represent themselves at online, they start to see the unavailability of legacy TLDs. Mm. And they start to see new opportunities with, you know, across registrars, GoDaddy, Above.com. You have these domain names that are available to them directly into their, you know, their cart. They can put that domain name straight in their cart for $39.95 or, or 50 bucks or whatever it may be. And it speaks to them. So I think you saw tremendous amount of uptick in the registration of those new TLDs. And I think over the next couple of years, as we are starting to see now, the the use and the implementation of those new TLDs is, is, is on the uptick as well. It's not just investors that are buying those domain names now, it's end users, which is what I think will drive the continued growth in the new TLD market. Gotcha. Now we both have kids. Now, of course, I have three kids, nine, seven, and five. And I believe at the time of the recording, our last recording, you had a son that was somewhere just around driving age. So that should put (laughs) him definitely somewhere around that 20 28, 20, uh, 20 years of age group. So I think if I recall, you had said that he did a class project or something or another that he wound up using a new extension. And so now I I recite all that to say this, like, are we seeing, you know, that the kids that were in high school, you know, four or five years ago, they're coming into uh, this this whole new technology, this whole new life, rather, of knowing that the the Internet exists, iPhones are here, all the stuff, all the stuff that you and I, we didn't grow up with, uh, <laughs> per se. So, you know, does it while for us, dot com matters because that's what we were introduced to. But for this next group, that's not necessarily the case. And so, I mean, are we have we started seeing have they been out long enough that we are actually starting to see folks within? that age range, you know, just that, that kind of be their first option. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. And that, I mean, great memory. My son did use, he used a dot ninja domain name for a school project while he was in high school. 
Um, he just turned 22. So uh, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was, I mean, he had used the ninja while he was in his early days of high school. And I think wow. when he last he was, he was about finishing up high school. But yeah, I think what you're seeing is that the entrepreneurs in this new wave of young adults will start to see that those options are available. And they, like you said, I think there's, there's sort of this weird, I mean, this is my opinion, but I think there's this weird animosity between current generations and quote unquote boomers, right? And I think that you see a lot of online entities or a lot of young entrepreneurs that don't want to be related to boomers. And I think the new TLDs are creating an opportunity for that. Like I'm not driving my daddy's Cadillac anymore. I have my own brand. I have my own name and I can be a dot ninja if I want to be a dot ninja. Right. I can be dot pizza if I want to be dot pizza. Um, I was having a great conversation with a fellow um, domain broker just the other day who had mentioned that a young politician um, down in the, the Florida area had, was using a dot vote and they they won their election and forever, you know, they were using a dot vote. And so that was what was put out by a young upstart politician and they won. So I think you're just starting to see that a little bit more. And I think as that generation becomes more ingrained into building businesses, starting businesses, and creating, you know, their sort of legacy online, that you'll start to see more of the new TLDs being used in, in that manner. And obviously, just being from, you know, my above.com standpoint, we're seeing tremendous upticks in organic traffic on those domain names as well. Um, obviously, since our goal is to monetize those domain names, having traffic is important. So when we see portfolios of new TLDs, the adage has always been like, oh, there's no traffic or anything like that. Well, an entire, you know, two, three different, you know, branded generations, Gen X, millennials, things along those lines, understand new TLDs. And so they have generic traffic. So if I'm looking for something and I'm not finding it on a legacy TLD, I might try an extension that makes sense, like dot credit or dot live or dot loans or lawyer or whatever it may be, dot online, and they get organic traffic. So that's kind of exciting as well. And I, and I was about to say, I think we're starting to also see, I know I was driving here in Austin. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and was out towards the airport and looked up at a billboard that said something. I want to say it was like Bitcoin.guide was the billboard advertisement. And yeah. I was like, now that's interesting. I, I never went to the site, but just to see it out there, uh, I know I've seen, I'm starting to see more lawyers, especially here in Texas, start to use the dot lawyer or dot mm -hmm. law, you know, extension. And so it seems to be that that more people are open, openly accepting of this, especially, um, you know, when you can't necessarily gain access to the dot com or it's already in in use. And so that being said, though, now, how has search the, the search landscape in terms of Google um, being so forth? How is that has that changed whether or not? Uh, there's an openness to accept uh, new TLDs, or is that even not necessarily uh, play into it? Yeah, I mean, I think Google's always been open to the new TLDs. So, I mean, Google owns a whole handful of them by themselves. So, I don't think that's changed over the time frame. You know, I think just from a new TLD standpoint, there's all, there was always the argument of like, hey, when I do a search, I don't see any new TLDs in the the search results. 
it's like, well, you, you know, it's 165 million to 2 million or whatever it was, you know, right. it's just, you know, so yeah, you're not going to see as many of those in the search art results, but you are starting to see that. Um, I, I couldn't tell you how, cause I get excited obviously when I see stuff like that, cause I've just been a part of it for so long, but you know, I don't know how many times I've done a search for something random and in, you know, the top page of results, there's a new TLD of some point now. Um, now, is it going to show up as often as the legacy TLDs? No, because it's just simply a numbers game in, in regards to those results. But right. But and I a mean, game of time. I mean, because yeah, <laughs> you yeah. only had a 30 year, 40 year head start. Where is there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. One of the determined. I mean, how many times is a, just a broker? You always see your people reaching out to you to have them sell their domain name and be like, it was originally registered in 1994. It's like, okay. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so the domain name has, has a longstanding history and a longstanding, um, you know, like you said, just time difference. So um, I don't think any of the search engines have ever been anti new TLD. And I, you know, quite the opposite in my experience, Um, you know, and you have, Bing has um, always done well. Um, and now, you know, I've seen DuckDuckGo make a lot of big strides in the search um, popularity. And DuckDuckGo has always actually had really good, um, I don't want to say preferential treatment because that's that's not fair and that kind of gives the wrong impression. But, you know, you see a lot of domains that match a search query if the TLD matches part of that search query mm. in like DuckDuckGo's search results as well. So they're just becoming mature. They're growing up and they're getting used. You know, the search engines aren't going to turn down business, you know, turn down a, a, a positive result. So, um you know, at the end of the day, Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo, all of them, their goal is to get that nat or get that user to what they're trying to navigate to. And if the domain name matches the content and it matches the search, then it's always been, you know, one plus one plus one equals three. So um, pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because in the, in the initial release, obviously people were saying, well, people aren't going to really recognize that if you put Bitcoin.guide up, that that's a that that's a name. They're gonna always have to have www dot in front of it. How like how has that argument stood up over the last you know decade or so, or does it even still stand till this day? I mean, again, kind of my opinion there because obviously the last year or so I've been spending more on portfolio stuff, not necessarily just on the new TLD stuff, right? Um, but. When I have conversations with people regarding domain names and things, I I never hear people say like, I have this domain name, www.new.tld. That's not the way people talk about it. So I think that, again, as they tend to mature a little bit and they start to come around, yeah, sure, maybe the first year or so when people really had no idea that these things were coming out and that they were available to them, www.newtld just made sense because it 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 sort of categorized it. It showed consistency of what it actually was. Um, I don't think that that's as necessary as it used to be. I think people are understanding now, especially if they're looking at a domain name, they're hearing about domain names. They're you know they're starting to see major companies use um, new TLDs that the WWW has kind of just dropped away in the same way it did with the legacy extensions. I mean, I remember growing up, it was always go to www.whatever.com. And now it's just go to whatever.com. And it's kind of the same thing. It just takes a minute for it to grow up a little bit. 
Gotcha. Now let's talk about let's talk about pricing and just overall industry, you know, sales um, in, in terms of where things are at. It seems like uh, when I look at something like a DN journal and just some of the uh, top folks who who have revealed sales throughout the course of 2021, it seems like it was like a, a game buster year for domains, especially when we compare something like a DN journal, their 2020 sales versus their 2021 sales. And, and so juxtapose that. Now I come back to the, the new uh, extensions. Now, have we seen that upcrease, that same upcrease in the valuation for new extensions that we've actually seen across the uh, industry, you know, just in general for, dot, uh, I guess you'd say, dot-com domains? Are they in parallel with one another in terms of just rising in value? Um, I think that they're they're in parallel in the aspect that they're rising in value. But when you, I think it's it's a double-edged sword, I think, right. to kind of talk about it that way, because to say, you know, some of the blockbusters that happened over the last couple of years, like um, what was it, homes.com and and property.com, you know, mm-hmm. sort of breaking that $30 million barrier. Right. Um, and things along those lines. You have other domain extensions like .io and .xyz where domains were that were averaging sales in, you know, maybe $1,000 or $2,000 have jumped up to fifty and 75000 Right. Whereas, you know, one word dot coms, which were averaging, you know, five, 10, 15 million have jumped into the 30 million range. So, I mean, percentage wise, you're seeing, I mean, not overall, and it's not, it's, it's a very large brush that I'm painting this with, but I mean, it's not necessarily. Yeah, it's not really apples to apples. Yeah. You know, you, you see a larger percentage increase in the, in the purchase price or the purchase sales prices of, or the sales prices of the, of the new domain extensions than you do on the legacy domain extensions. But I think that's also, you're seeing the increase on the new extensions because of the legacy extensions. Right. So, you know, if I have, you know, homes.com selling for 30 plus million dollars, if I want to buy for sale. Well, obviously those keywords are valuable. You know, you're going to be looking at something in the seven figures and it just, it makes logical sense. So it's not apples to apples and it, it is very hard to compare the two, but I would say overall in general, the value of good quality domain names will always go up. And you know, you can definitely see, you know, the increase in new doc or excuse me, in in high quality single word dot coms sort of pulling those industry prices up as well. But yeah, I mean that's been especially with the new TLDs, that's certainly more of kind of on the outside looking in for myself. Cause I, I mean, obviously I have sold them new TLDs in the last year or so, but you know, with my focus being more towards pro, or excuse me, um, portfolio management and monetization with my clients, the sales are kind of added ins, you know, like, Hey, let's go ahead and release this domain name or add this domain name and, and things along those lines. So it's been a great refreshing aspect to be able on the outside looking in with no bias and sort of just watch the industry change over the last, you know, 12, 36 months during the the pandemic. So that makes sense. That makes sense. And you mentioned something that that just kind of struck a question there for me in terms of what you do, um, because and I, and I want to make sure that folks get it that that you do more than just the the new domain extensions. But in terms of what you do for portfolio management in and of itself, like how does one begin to establish uh, a, a 
you know, a, a profitable portfolio? I mean, obviously you got to pick the right names and all this stuff, but are there certain uh, strategies that, that one could take um, in terms of portfolio management? Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's certainly, you know, a ton of different strategies that they could take. You know, if you want to build traffic portfolio, I mean, solely traffic portfolios, you can always check, you know, through the different drops or expired domain names for domain names that had traffic and you add those domain names to your portfolio. Um, if you want to build a strong just kind of sales portfolio, obviously picking really good keyword sets or used keyword sets um, are is extremely important. You know, pretty pretty standard stuff in the way of portfolio building is based on just domain buying, right? So like if you go in and you want to, hey, I want to buy a domain name that I, I just want to flip. Well, you're not going to go buy a crappy domain name for a hundred bucks and hope to flip it for $5,000. Like you have to kind of know what you want to achieve. If you want to buy a domain name and flip it for a for hundred dollars and flip it for 200, then your doors open up quite a bit more. You know, there's, there's more opportunities there because you're not, you're not swinging for the fences per se, but building portfolios is sort of a, a one-off individual, individualistic kind of thing. And that's where, I really come into play at my position at above is I get to work with those domain buyers or those domain um, prospectors is a kind of a, a unique adage, I guess, for them is people who want to create value in the domain space or create opportunity and revenue in the domain space. And I get the opportunity to actually speak with them to what their goals are and sort of point them in different directions of the best way to build those portfolios as well or where to build those portfolios, or if just buying a pre-made portfolio is a good idea, if that's the direction they want to go also. Ah, that was going to be the next question of, you know, hey, I know you can start from scratch. I know you can begin to, you know, focus, uh, you know, on, hey, I only want to focus on Namejet, or I only want to focus on GoDaddy names, or I only want to focus on CCTLD, building that type of portfolio. But you know, for for those that may be sitting out there, maybe sitting on some cash of some sort, and they say, "Hey, you know, I want to take this X amount of dollars. Let's say if they had anywhere from ten to twenty thousand dollars, and I want to actually go buy a portfolio. Is that something that they could come to or through you at above.com and do? Yeah, they can certainly reach out to us. It's a little bit. I mean, it's a navigatable uh, proposition, obviously. Having a lot of portfolio holders on our platform and working with them very closely, we know when and if portfolios become available. You know, and a lot of times working with people on their portfolios, we've sort of helped them hone those portfolios so they are profit producing. So, you know, a lot of people don't like to release their profit producing portfolios. So, <laughs> um, you know, there are portfolios that you are able to purchase or, or connections that can be made that way. But again, our expertise has been, like I mentioned before, over 25 years of doing this, we can point you in the right direction. And we can work with you like, hey, if you want to spend $500 or if you want to spend $500,000, there's different directions that we can help you go to get a portfolio started to create, um, excuse me, to start creating and generating revenue or to create sales of those domain names as well. Gotcha. Now, what would you recommend as the the top things that someone should should consider before you know diving in to say, "Hey, I want to build a portfolio." Top things to consider. Yeah. Because um, you know, like we we all say into the domain industry, "Hey, before you go out and buy a domain, 
you know, don't pass, go, go do this, go do that, go do this. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, are there any, any of those types of things when, you know, considering portfolio management or is how, or rather, I guess the question probably would be how different is just domain investing versus portfolio investing? I would imagine that there are some commonalities, but I imagine that there are some glaring differences. Yeah, I mean, I would. It's probably a little bit easier to speak to the glaring difference than the similarities because they are so similar. The difference is like like brandable domains are a good a good example. You know, building a traffic generating or excuse me, a revenue generating portfolio based on traffic, buying brandable domain names is probably not going to be a direction you really want to spend a lot of time in just simply because they don't get a lot of organic traffic. And then on the other side of that is usually when you're buying domain names to flip or to sell long tail domains or domains with like three or four different words in them are usually frowned upon. But those could be very beneficial in a traffic and revenue generating portfolio. Because if those keywords make sense, and that is like sort of a quote unquote search term, somebody's looking for, you know, booking plane tickets online near me or whatever it may be. If that, if you can get a domain name that kind of matches a perfect search like that, that shows traffic, then that's a good domain name to invest in. So for a, a traffic generation portfolio. So there are you know, different ways to look at the domain names, which again is where our guidance and our expertise can kind of come into play of, hey, do you think that this domain name is, is worth me buying at this level? Or what do you think about monetizing this particular domain name? With our expertise, we're able to look at it, look at the trends and, and let you know the best course of action for that domain. Yeah, and you hit a you hit an interesting little notion there because that was going to be the next thing of kind of some examples, and you hit one that I know has been uh, pretty lucrative for a few domain investors. Not that they build a portfolio around this, although some some have invested in a few names, but uh, the whole near me key phrase, so restaurants near me, you know, gas stations near me, or yeah. whatever near me, and those, like you said, those are those are longer phrases which most people probably wouldn't even think about those in relation to traffic or those being searchable phrases. You know, it'd probably be more like somebody probably would have taken the approach of, oh man, he's maybe he's speaking to brandable domain. So I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, both of those, because those are two different segments, if you will, that, you know, while one, you may think brandables probably would because people are looking for those they are looking for brands versus, the difference is in a near me type situation, restaurantsnearme.com, there are actual more in, consu- uh, in consumers or, you know, in users rather, that are consumers looking for that given thing at any given moment. And they likely type it in and they may put .com behind it. They may not, but yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's one, it, it is open to a broader audience than what a brandable would be. Right, right. And when I when I speak of brandables, I just want to I mean it's brandables are usually like words that are they don't necessarily have a meaning or aren't dictionary words. They're just kind of like fun words to say or you know like Google is probably the ultimate brandable. Um, you know that that's what I would like if you're if you're interested in in purchasing and, and or excuse me purchasing and, and selling brandable names. Obviously from a brokerage standpoint, they're phenomenal. They do really well. And a lot of brokers or excuse me, a lot of domain investors have done very, very well with brandable domain names over the years. 
But from a traffic standpoint, again, it's going to be very small, minimal. It doesn't really drive to a, an end action. You know, if like I'm doing booking travel online versus, you know, Travelocity, there's, there's a considerable difference between those two search queries. So that's just something to keep in mind when you're looking at portfolio building. Now, that makes sense. And I, and I think that there are folks who likely will listen to this and, you know, as they get started or as they find themselves in, a, in an area that they already may have accumulated, you know, some 15, 10 to 15, maybe 20 or more names uh, whereby they go, all of these names are somewhat similar. Um, I know that there are domain investors out there that take approaches to where, you know, if they can find a pro- promotion of some sort, they'll do something like uh, city plus, you know, health.com um, yep, yep. or city plus, you know, keyword.com, put those in and, you know, they purchase a couple of hundred of these for promotion value and they may spend $800. Um, right. Just knowing that, okay, well, if I sell, if I can sell one of these for that 800 that I invested, then I make back my money that I put in right. and they may not renew the others, but, at the same time, someone else may see these names and go, you know what? There might actually be some traffic associated with them and take a chance on them. Right. Um, right and so right. are those the type of things that you see where you see like geo service domain portfolios that people um, or geo names that people have put together as a portfolio and monetize? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's kind of the great thing about, I mean, just the Internet in general is that people are like everybody's looking for everything on the Internet. Right. So there's there's traffic for almost anything. So geo and professionals, those are great domain names for revenue gen- generating traffic. Or, you know, there's just so many different avenues that you could go that just make sense search query wise. So we absolutely have some fantastic um, portfolio holders that have names like that that are geo plus a service, or you know, like you we had mentioned earlier, like you know, geo and restaurants or or geo travel or something along those lines, just where the search criteria or the, um, you know, the lookup criteria works and it creates, it creates traffic. Now, from a, a um, investor standpoint, you have the opportunity of, you know, you can do like the geo travel or whatever, right? And you go and you buy 800 of those at a pro- promo for a dollar a piece, right? Well, if you, if you monetize those domain names and they have enough traffic, there's the possibility that not only could you sell one of those domain names to make up the your your investment on buying the portfolio, well the the monetization part of it may generate enough income for you to renew those domains or more, and then you get to keep sort of reoccurring revenue. And hmm. so it, instead of just selling one and making your eight hundred dollars off, you could sell the one. You could generate enough money off of the seven hundred and ninety nine. And then when you sell two, you're up another 800 bucks. So that's another way to sort of look at your portfolio and especially monetizing the portfolio that creating revenue, not just in like one pop, um, creating revenue. I always like to call it mailbox money, where it's just generating revenue for you to continue to do what you do as a domainer. And, um, you know, so mailbox money, creating killer cash flows, you know, there's just different ways to look at portfolio holding that will allow you to generate more revenue over time. No, that's actually good. Cause it, I mean, it, I know that somebody's out there listening and they're probably going to go, okay, well, 
if I went out and did this, purchased, you know, 200 names, let's say, and I came to above, like, how long am I talking in terms of process of possibly getting a portfolio that, you know, you just hand raised or you saw a string of these names that were similar, you bought them all. And how long would it take to get, um, you know, get, I guess, get going with an above.com monetization program? Well, so as soon, I mean, when we talk, we put the domain names onto your platform and then we usually, we do a little bit of testing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it takes about seven, maybe 14 days. We do testing and then we're able to review the domain names and let you know the best course of action for those domains. Ah. Is it going to be monetizing directly with different parking companies? Is it going to be monetizing through our direct search network, our exclusive ad network, or is selling these domain names because of their popularity or that style of search term is more conducive to being a brokered domain name than a, a traffic monetization name? So that's the best part about I, you know, one of the best parts I think about our platform is you have experts looking at your domain names in more than just like, oh, that's a good domain name for sale. Mm. Well, no, that's a great domain name for you to monetize. Let's create mailbox money revenue for you, create cash flow for you. And that domain name over there in that section of your portfolio, we're going to put that one up for sale because that one doesn't do so well on traffic. So you get sort of an overall better view of your portfolio as a whole versus like just being a broker saying like, well, yeah, I'll sell that name, that name, and that name. And I don't want those. You know what I mean? So like, and I think almost every portfolio holder that's ever tried to sell a domain name has run into that. They'll go to a broker. I like that name, but I don't want that name. And we create an opportunity to where it may not just be a brokerage sale. It may be a cash flow opportunity for you. Nice. So you really are then. So before, so it's just not, hey, I go to uh, above.com, upload my names and hope for the best. You you all are really taking and doing um, not necessarily. And I used to the the it's almost really like a preview of the portfolio to at least show the user or show the the owner, the end, the investor who's behind that portfolio or, or portfolio owner rather. Um, show this portfolio owner, hey, here's what our testing shows. Here are the different directions versus just the blind. We upload 100 names and hope for the best. And, you know, if they if they do something, great. But if they don't, you know, oh, well. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, no, that and that's exactly it. We, you know, again, 25 years of portfolio management, our expertise is at play when we look at the domain names. Our goal is to make you money, period. So, if that means it comes from generating revenue through traffic or or our ad network, fantastic. It means, hey, this is just a better brokered name. With our managed monetization service, you get to have someone look at your portfolio and do that. And that's, again, just why I love being at Above, being not just a broker, but sort of a, a, a partner with you and your portfolio. Because we're going to make you money. Our goal is to make you money across your entire portfolio, just not those five or six really good domain names that we could probably broker. You know what I mean? It's it's just a, a bigger view and goal of creating revenue. I mean, that definitely like puts a bow on it, you know, in, in terms <laughs> of really understanding what it is, you know, what it what it is in terms of when we say monetization what it means in terms of just portfolio 
uh, management in and of itself. It's just not going out and buying any old domains and just, you know, lumping them together and calling it a portfolio. There is uh, a method to the madness, if you will, in terms of a strategy that that is going to be able to point you in the right direction of knowing what which uh, types of names you should acquire or not acquire or divest and, and start over completely. And so that being said, though, so what's most interesting to me about this is just your industry journey, you know, from domain broker now to business development manager. It's like you're as the industry has grown, obviously, you you are growing and morphing and changing. And so, like, where do you see yourself like where does this end if we're if we're going (laughs) to talk, let's say, five years from now? Like, where do you see yourself in this industry? I think I see myself to be. I mean, it's it's gonna sound really cheesy to be honest. <laughs> like I see myself kind of in the just this role, you know. Like I have always loved the relationship aspect of domaining. Um, I've always loved the we're all in this together and everybody can succeed at the same time kind of aspects of it all. And so being in the position that I am here at Above.com, working with portfolio holders, domain investors, brokers, people like yourself in the, you know, sort of the communications aspect of it, working on trade shows, doing all of that stuff together. And then at the end of the day, just making money for clients, like that is kind of just where I see myself. I'm not somebody who's like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not gunning for your job or nothing, Alvin. I'm not going to be in, in doing <laughs> podcasts or things like that. And, you know, I love, like I said, I love, I love meeting with people. I love just kind of doing what I'm doing, like being personable, letting people, you know, talking to them about their domains, about their portfolios. I think, like you mentioned, I have a great, unique perspective coming up in the new TLD space. And being able to sort of work within the the legacy TLD space as well, it's just a it, it's just a fun position for me to be in, and it's kind of where I like to be. So I know that's a little weird, but no, but yeah, I mean, and again, like on on top of that, like getting out and you know, above.com, like I've mentioned a few times, we've been around for like twenty five years now, and we love you know, the, a lot of people know above.com, they've heard of above.com, but they don't really know what we do. Right. And so we, we've sort of implemented and, and, you know, above.com, I, I kind of joke and, you know, you and I have talked about it before, but you no know, above.com, we're hitting the road. We're coming out to be with the people, to see the people, um, to, to go to little domainer groups, to have domaining groups, to be at the shows, to be in industries that don't realize like, you know, one of the things that a lot of people forget is like most Fortune 500 companies, most large entities have portfolios of domain names, like products they've secured that they didn't roll out or different keywords that are relevant to them. So going to different trade shows and different opportunities to talk to customers like that, you know, that's just kind of unique because you can still monetize your domain names if you're a Fortune 500 company. You don't have to just sit on them and keep them dormant. So um, it's great to kind of just be out there and, and you know, being with the people, for lack of a better term. That's good. And speaking of being with the people, I mean, you and I, we're, we're still in the early phases of developing this. But by the time this show hits and goes live, um, we'll be doing our own somewhat of, of a get together for domainers in the, the Austin area, Austin Metro. So 
Austin's, uh, San Antonio, anybody else that's wanting to come from Houston or Dallas area to come to uh, Austin for really just a, a good time for a good evening, rather, of domains and domain fun and talk and just uh, relationships. So, you know, we're, we're in the early stages of that. So for those of you that are listening that are in the area or, um, you know, folks, definitely feel free to, uh, like I said, by the time this airs, you'll be able to go to the kickstartcommerce.com website um, and you'll probably see it on name pros and a few other places of uh, just a, you know, a night of domains, so to say the least um, of just getting together. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I mean, we like being out, you know, I like to be out and kind of talk with domainers about what above.com can offer them from, you know, again, from the one domain name owner up to the, 1 million domain name portfolio holder. Like we, there are opportunities for everyone in between. And we just kind of want to get out there and talk with people, see what's going on in, in their worlds and how we can be, be helpful and, and help guide them through that journey as well. And so, um, yeah, as of right now, it looks like tentatively uh, February 3rd, we're going to be there in, in the Austin area. Um, it is going to be a little bit limited. So we'd love to chat, you know, if you're interested, we're going to get together, cocktail hour, dinner, break bread, have fantastic domain discussions, talk about monetization and domain sales and just, you know, kind of the gamut and just do it in a, in a no pressure, just kind of hang out and, and be domainers together. And I know in the last couple of years, that's something that's been missing in the industry. Um, you can only do so many Zoom calls and so many, <laughs> so many video meetings and video um uh, I'm zoomed shows. out. I'm zoomed out. Yeah. So, so it's good. You know, we, we just did, um, we had one up in the, the great white North of, of Minnesota here very recently. It was fantastic. Um, got together with about just under 20 um, domain portfolio owners and, and entrepreneurs and, and business owners that really had no idea what a domain name was. And we just kind of sat back and talked about domains and the landscape and what it's like to be a, to be in the domain business. And so it's fantastic. So we're looking forward to, you know, I love Austin. I love coming down there. I have family that's in the uh, San Antonio area from Kerrville. So being in Hill Country is a lot of fun for me. Um, but I'm really looking forward to come down into Austin and continuing those conversations. Definitely. And there you have it. There you heard it first here on <laughs> kickstartcommerce.com. So well, with that, I mean, as we close out, I mean, is there any advice that that you can even think to give or want to give a, as relation to what everybody's heard around um, the new, you know, new extensions or domain portfolio management? Like, you know, what would be your advice in terms of, hey, this is where you should probably begin? So, I mean, the easiest piece of advice of where someone should begin is by calling me. <laughs> well, since, since you said that, how yeah. might they call you? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no, I mean, like, legitimately, one of the best parts and one of the things that I love about my job in general, and I've loved about my job since my days with Enom, you know, over a decade ago, is that I am, my phone is always there, my email is always open, and I just love to help people navigate their domain space, whether that be through brokerage, um, you know, which is, you know, my has always been a you know part of my legacy and what I do to monetization and what can be done now. 
like I'm open to conversations, I'm open to phone calls, and I love just kind of walking through that with people and being personable. You know, so many times we pop online for live chats or whatever, and it's like, can you help me with this? Please see this FAQ or whatever, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm all about helping people build their domain journey as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I do, I recommend, you know, reach out, let's chat. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's Jebediah at above.com or, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Skype at Jebediah hyphen above. Um, I'm on Clubhouse at Jebediah. I mean, I'm all over. So please just reach out. I'd love to chat. So awesome. Well, with that, Jebediah, man, thank you again for joining us and, you know, sharing your domain experience, man. Hey, my pleasure, Alvin. It was great talking with you again. Definitely. And thank you, listeners, for tuning into Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now. 